I'm Josh Barrow. And I'm Lynette Lopez. And this is Hard Pass. Lynette and I are here in Las Vegas with Jim Chanos, president of Kinecos Associates. We're all here for the SALT Activist Investor Conference. Or as I like to say, the White Dudes Eating Muffins Conference, because there are just rich old white dudes everywhere eating muffins and enjoying themselves. And, and crying about life. One thing I've been really struck by at this conference is that I, I feel like I've heard a lot of really bad macroeconomic analysis. Um, we had one panel that was an argument about whether or not the U.S. should go back on the gold standard. Um, you hear a lot of people saying there's massive looming inflation around the corner um, and the Fed's been printing all this money. And that's, you know, and, and even though for years we've been seeing no real inflation. But so this idea that there's like looming financial crisis and economic crisis in the United States that's not that doesn't actually show up in prices of Treasury bonds. The, the people who say these things on Wall Street, if they have incorrect ideas about the macro economy, is that leading them to make bad choices at work? Are they misinvesting their customers money? A lot of these people are macro tourists who do nothing that has to do with macroeconomics in their daily right. work. They right. Maybe they're into credit. Maybe they're into you know specific equities. Their strategy may be completely different. But because they're asked these questions on a Wall Street panel or whatever, they're expected to understand these concepts. And they really don't have to for their daily work. Yeah, I think that, I think that's accurate. You need to understand the broader economy and things that are that are affecting it, but you don't have to make predictions about GDP or level level of interest rates necessarily to be a successful investor. The economy, as well as investing, is is, is a series of probabilities. I mean, there are no certainties. You know, we're human beings, and, and we change our behavior, and you know, policy affects those things. But I think that you know, to be certain about any of this stuff is is inviting. Uh, inviting disaster sometimes. So what's it like being the hedge fund billionaire who does not complain about this? Do you have a secret club with your other two friends? <laughs> Look, we're all subject to, to, to what we hear being influenced by others. Um, if you're on the short side of the market, you got to work pretty hard, you know, to, to, to try to drown out that noise because it's almost uniformly bullish. But I mean, if the market goes down 20% tomorrow, most of the people here at Salt will lose a lot of money. Everybody's sort of tied in one way, shape, or form to the performance of the financial markets. They may think they're not, but trust me, they are. What fraction of fund managers are providing something of value above and beyond just, you know, basically replicating some broadly? Creating alpha? It's it's pretty small. When you say alpha and beta, what are alpha and beta? Well, let's start with beta in financial parlance is how much an asset moves relative to its benchmark. So, for example, like a stock in a company that does really similar business, no matter how the, how the economy is, like a utility company, would probably have a low beta. Low beta. And highly volatile stocks have high betas. Right. right. So that's, that's sort of simple. And then what's alpha? Alpha is, is the next variation, which is what are your returns relative to the asset of the portfolio's beta, the excess return, over what would be expected given a very a, a, a level of beta. Right. So it's basically, given how risky this investment is, how much better or worse it is, exactly. is it than average? That, so, that's a good way to put it. So when you're investing, you, what you want is alpha. The reason alpha is so elusive is the way to get it is you have to be smarter than the market. Right. You have to consistently know things that the market does not know, which is hard. All things being equal, alpha will, will balance out. The, the numbers of, of people that will make you money in an up market and, and, and make you money or preserve your capital in a down market, the same people, it, it's, so why it's a handful. So why do institutions keep giving money to these funds to manage? Um, well, by, basically because they're being sold the story. And, and it's really, it's befuddled me, and I'm in the industry, um, and how, how the industry's gotten away with the high fees for so long for what in effect is beta for market exposure. You know, we keep having these scares, 
and their scares, their market scares on things that we never thought would matter before, like the Chinese stock market. Who ever thought that was going to drag down global markets? But it's almost as if anything can send these markets in a, in, in a tizzy. Well, and there's a, there's a bigger problem here for, for Wall Street, and that is, you know, the relentless uh, increase in passivity. The move to index funds? Yeah, the move to index funds. So, in effect, with with a massive reduction in fees, so more and more people can basically be the market, and it increasingly becomes if you're not delivering alpha, uh, you're being compared to something that is a infinitesimal, small part of the fees you're charging, and that's a pretty tough competitor, and well, and so. That that might be one of the reasons why everybody's so cranky here. They see that people are going to realize that they're not providing value and they're going to stop paying them. That's and what they're afraid. That's of. why every time the market goes down and hedge funds lose money, they freak out because they haven't been making as much on the upside. But the party line was, well, that's because we're hedged and we're uncorrelated, this, that, and the other. But then when the markets stumble or there's a liquidity event, they give it all back, and 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 so you're getting all of the downside. And half of the upside for ridiculous amount of fees. Where do I sign up for that bad deal? And I've seen more self-flagellation in the industry over the last two weeks than I have normally. And people talking about addressing Warren Buffett's comments about how the hedge fund industry is too expensive. There's a real easy prescription for that. You know, cut lower, your, fee, cut your fees. fees. Yeah. But then That's, you make less money. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, my business, we get paid on alpha. Okay, so this is really interesting because the usual way a hedge fund or a private equity fund gets paid is they, they call it two and 20, where you get a right. 2% fee that's the, just you get 2% of assets they right. pay as a fee, and then 20% of the return over a certain threshold. But as you're describing, it's a threshold that's just set fixed. So if the stock market has a great year, everybody does really well, everybody right. beats that threshold, everybody gets their big fee. You have a short fund, so you're betting against companies. Right. And so you're saying, you know, if we make 20%, but the whole market was down 20%, then you didn't, you didn't provide anything for right. your. They could have done futures and. And, and had that exposure. Right. So you guys only get paid when you beat the market. Right. Why don't investors insist on that as a fee structure? I don't know. They should. It, it, it is, it's simple to do. And I'm just stunned that, that the industry you know, hasn't seen more of those kind of deals. Who has to start insisting on that for that to change in the industry? Well, you need to see the consultants probably move first. To, to you know, A lot of pension funds all have consultants who are advising them. Uh, now, remember, the consultants benefit from rising tide too in terms of assets under management so it may not be in their best interest to do this there's no reason that, that the fee structure can't go this way and ultimately i suspect you know over a long period of time it will um but you know wall street's had, had a, a series of really great businesses ultimately competed away and this is one of the last big fee pots that has not been competed away yet it uh. will Am I going to have to get another job then? You'll just do mo more stories about how men should stop wearing board shorts. Hard Pass is produced by Ben Riskin. Our cover art is by John Fulton, and the music you are hearing is by Aaron Leader. 